Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll continue our summer series as we are in a book by W. Philip Keller called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. Uh, we are in chapter 2. Uh, the title of this chapter is I Shall Not Want. I Shall Not Want. Here is the first half of this two-part study. I shall not want. Last week we kind of looked at uh, the Lord is, and, and one of the things I, I, I wish I would have told y'all and I forgot to tell you is that when you look at the, the Lord is, it means that the Lord is shepherding me, right? He is shepherding me. So is the Lord shepherding you, meaning that you're following Him. And so it's a, the verb that's used there means that the Lord is shepherding. The Lord is shepherding. So if He is your shepherd, then He is shepherding you. And you need to be obedient and follow Him. But now He says, I shall not want. Now Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 34. It says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that the need, your need, uh, you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its, its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." See, Jesus is talking here is very simply is that the basic needs of your life are taken care of by Him. And I don't think we see it in that capacity. Uh, we, we, one, we can lose perspective of that or lack the perspective that, that Jesus is taking care of the, the essentials for you. Uh, roof over your head. You know, it, it, even, even though you may not have water, water is still showing up from others. You know, God still provides uh, the, those basic needs. The other two, as he's saying in this verse, is that you need to stop with the unnecessary worry, which we all do, if we're honest. When things start happening, things start going wrong, what do we do? We worry. It's, it's part of it. And that's why he says with the birds, you know, when he looks at that, the birds and, and, and the lilies of the field, and, and as you look at that verse, uh, up above it it talks about that and it talks about you know that they, they're not cultivating crops the birds are taken care of even in this heat my birds were still fighting in the tree this morning they ain't worried about nothing I was like they're fighting in the tree and it's a hundred and something degrees outside but God is still providing them shade and taking care of them 
The other thing is, is, is worry is pointless. It's like a rocking chair. We've talked about that before. Worry is a rocking chair. You're, you're moving back and forth, but you're not going anywhere. And four, it, it shows a lack of faith. You, you're, you, you need to trust God. And, and he, he talks about the Gentiles. That's what the Gentiles do. So he's basically saying, hey, that's what the unbeliever does. The unbeliever worries. So again, if, if, we, if we heart back on to those attributes of God, when you're worrying, that's what you should look at. He's all-knowing. Well, he knows our need. He knows what's happening next week. And, and he, you know, it's like Ms. Donna was saying, that you know, just the CPS raised all the rates up. God will provide. God is able to provide. It's, it's you know, we just have to trust. Trust him. And, and at the end of the day, it's like we, when, we, when we're worrying, again, we're, we're doing no different than what the world does. So what do you do when, when worry hits? When you have, you have a want or you have a, a worry that's there, you should do what? Pray. Again, what do we do? We, we adore God. We adore God through His attributes. We adore God. Put on some music. Right? Start worshiping God out loud. Right? Start, start saying the attributes out loud. You know, take your mind off of what the concern is. Grab somebody. Hey, can you pray with me? I'm freaking out right now. When you have people that struggle with um, anxiety and panic attacks and stuff like that, they, they need a calming person. They need somebody that would actually say, hey, let's, let's pray. Let's, God can get you through this. Let's, you know, Because at the end of the day, if anybody's ever been through a panic attack or you've had a loved one that's gone through it, it's hard. It's hard because there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of concern. There's a lot of like, what I'm, I feel helpless. But we're not. We have God. Paul's prison, uh, from prison, shares his secret with us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. He says, I know how to be abased and I know how to, be, uh, how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As these things happen, what does Paul do? He looks to Christ. It's Christ that's going to get me through this. Now David would have been uh, a shepherd as a young man and tending the fields. And, and you know, he's, he's dealing with lions and, and other animals coming to attack the sheep and a lot of stress trying to, to take care of the sheep. But one of the things that we, we need to realize is that, that, that God is greater than what I, what I don't do or what I don't have in my life. David was content. And we, we, when, we're, when we shall not, I shall not want means that we are lacking to be without, that we have need. Like I'm lacking something. God hasn't provided me this. I'm lacking this, you know. And, and, and again, it goes back to, does your heart align with God's will? Because if they don't, that's part of the problem. Now, I'll be honest. Prime Day came and I did an invite. What a fool I was. Thinking I was going to get a $99 TV. As I'm reading this chapter, I'm like, yep, you're learning this. 
So I did the invite. I was like, okay, were well, they going to send me the, the email? They probably had two TVs. And, and, and I thought to myself, I wonder how many people did what I did. Because I thought, man, we got this one TV in our, in our bedroom, and it's hot. It's hot. I mean, you feel the heat coming off of it. It's an old TV. It's not one that has a back to it, but it's hot. And it's one of the older ones. And I was like, man, it'd be nice to get a cooler TV. So not, not cool, but something that's not producing heat. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, had, I thought I was in need of it. I'm not. I don't ever get to watch TV anyway. Teresa always has a TV. <laughs> I watch TV on the phone <laughs> about that big. When I do get time to watch stuff, it's like I barely get to watch stuff. But that's that's my wife. I, that's her time. And I'm like, you watch what you want, sweetheart. You have the TV. I just don't like the heat in the room. I'm like, I just want to kill the heat. But we, we when we think about the word in the Hebrew, I mean, and that's something I messed up. It, because we are in the Old Testament, it, it's the word in the Hebrew that means that we are lacking to be without, that we have need. And And so... What are you lacking? What do you have need for? And, and does it align with, with, with God's will? See, when, when we think about the good shepherd, I, I know that the good shepherd is not lacking anything, right? The good shepherd is, is, is going to take care of my every need, my care, my management, my, my husbandry. As, as W. Philip Keller said, he says, but the second emphasis is that he's the idea of being utterly contented, uh, contented in the good shepherd's care and consequently not craving or desiring anything more. Now, what he's talking about is, are you desiring another shepherd? Maybe you're not happy with the shepherd that you have, right? And, and that's kind of what he's getting at. It's like, are you desiring another shepherd? We have to have confidence as, as believers in God. And, but the Lord is my shepherd. And David dealt with many trials and tribulations as he had Saul try to kill him. And, uh, you know, he had, he had uh, so many ups and downs that he had to go through. But the Lord was his shepherd all the way through it. The Lord was his shepherd. The, 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 he was a man after God's own heart. As he has his father-in-law trying to kill him. Did he go at that moment, man, I thought you were my shepherd. I thought you were taking care of me. Did he go look for another shepherd? No. He stuck with God. In John 16, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He's overcome the world. You have peace in him. You have peace in the good shepherd. If you have... If you think about it in your house or your car that you drive or the money you save or there's there is it is it enough are you happy are you not content are there still want if I just had this other thing or if I just had this other position I would be happy no you would be working even more right and and so that's the thing that we have to remind ourselves like if God, God is not um, is 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 a reminder that there are two biblical truths: is that your your stuff isn't yours, right? It doesn't belong to you. Now that's hard for some people to wrap their heads around. But I earned the house. I bought the car. I got the 
No, God's provided all of that for you. God's given you that. That's a biblical truth. But I got my degree. No, God put everything in place for you. See, if we have, a, if we have the proper perspective, a biblical worldview, we see that God has moved even in our, when we were non-believers. That God was moving trying to bring you to Him. To come to know Him. The other biblical truth is, is that no one's going to take anything with them when they go. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 15, it says, And as he came from his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came, and he shall take nothing from his labor which he may carry away in his hand. As you came in this world with nothing, you will leave this world with nothing. And the only thing that's important for you to have when you leave this world is that you are a sheep and a sh- that your shepherd is Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. And they asked one of the, uh, and I've told you all this before, when John D. Rockefeller's accountant asked, how much did John D. leave? And the accountant said all of it. Didn't take not a penny with him. Doesn't matter how rich you are. You're not taking it with you. We're, 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 we have this idea, like I, I, and I, I can tell you this from having a mom that envisioned, you know, the, the second home, the summer home, right? And that was the goal. And she worked tirelessly to save money. And then they ended up deciding, hey, let's go ahead and get an RV. $700,000 RV. They had one of it. Did God want them to have it? They weren't following God at the time. And they drove all over the country, and then age caught up to them. They had to put the RV in storage. That $700,000 RV rotted from the inside out because it got water damage. And guess what? They're still paying on it because they had want for it. Did they really need it? No. When they look back at it now, they're like, man, what were we thinking? You know, that's the, re- that's the idea here is like you're not taking that stuff with you. And she worked so hard, six days a week. We barely saw my mom. Because she was trying to make as much money, get the next position, get the next contract, get the next. And she was chasing this dream. And before you know it, the dream, you're 60 years old. And you look back at your life and the kids aren't in your life. Because we weren't in my mom's life anymore. The relationship just, she just didn't have time for us. It's, it's a reminder that we can... We can get so focused on a want that it creates destruction in every other area of your life. Your want should come from the Good Shepherd because it should be from His will. Because if it's coming from Him, nothing but good is going to come out of it. It'll be a blessing. You know, for us, I had a want to plant a church. And I don't know how many people told me how crazy that is. And I still got people telling me I'm crazy. Um, But... You know, it's the reality of it is, it's like you're, I, w- my heart aligned with God's heart, His will, and I just stepped out in faith and we try to do it. And, and you know what? We, man, six, seven days a week going at it, but it's every bit of it's worth it. Every bit of it's worth it. It's no, we're not leaving family members on the sideline, so to say. They still, we still spend time with them, we still make it a priority. Like, your service to, the, to God, and, and we're going to talk about that this weekend, as we talk about a worthy walk. 
because we're talking about your relationship and your walk with God, it starts in your home. Your worthy walk begins in your marriage. Your worthy walk begins with your family. Then your worthy walk enters the church. And then hopefully goes outside to the community. But if you're a mess at home, because that's where it's all supposed to go down. All of that stuff is supposed to, you're supposed to be, your relationship with God is supposed to be, and he's like, you start serving in your home. Serving each other. Serving for the kids. Because you're being that example of Christ there. And, and it, 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 man, I tell you what, it turns down the noise of all the wants when you're doing what God's called you to do. You're not so focused on all the other noise. And there's a lot of noise out there. So he talked about the bad shepherd. The bad shepherd in the field next door. And, and this is a picture of our world. This is a picture of Satan. He says, To all the distress and the heartlessness, heartless, selfish owner seemed utterly calloused and indifferent. He, he simply did not care what his sheep ate, drank, if they had shade, if they had safety, if they were safe or they had shelter from storms. They were filled with wounds and bruises and disease and parasites. The only thing he saw as his sheep fit for is the slaughterhouse. And that's the same thing that Satan sees us as. That's why he tells you in John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief does not come except the thief does, does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. So when you look at the two shepherds, you look at uh, you know, as W. Philip Keller is talking about Christ the shepherd and then the other sheep that are on the other side of the fence, they're, they're, they're the world, right? And he's telling you what's the, what is the other side? Steal, kill, destroy. That's, that's what he's to do. And so what he wants, and everybody who's been and Natalia... And, and uh, divine, as you drive in here, every time you see, what do you see the, the animals doing? They're sticking their head out the fence, trying to get the grass on the other side of the fence. And that's us, because we have want of something else that's not from God. And let me tell you something. I've driven home, and there was a bull that got out the fence that was eating grass right next to the road, because that's what we want. What happens is the more you do that, the easier it is for you to go outside the fence. And next thing you know, you're in the other field with the bad shepherd. You're in the other field with the world. You're in the other field with Satan. The other part of that verse, which is very beautiful in John 10.10, 10, is I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, if somebody asked you the question, and I think this is the best way to, to evangelize to somebody, um, the thief comes, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. That's one shepherd, right? The other comes to that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. Uh, which one do you want to choose? Do you want somebody who's always out to kill you, to destroy you? To steal from you? And what does he steal? Right now, I tell you what, the gates of hell have opened up because he's trying to steal your children. There are demonic things that are going on. And, and I'm telling you right now, in the schools, the stuff that's being pushed to these kids, um, 
you know, it's, it's just crazy. And so that's why it's important for us to, to make sure that we, we address these things and we live this out at home. Now, this doesn't mean you're not going to have a child become a prodigal. You can be walking worthy with Christ in a manner that's worthy, and those kids will still want to go outside the fence. And you just got to pray that one day they'll come to themselves and they're, as they're in that pig pod, that, that it'll hit them and they come back to the Father. That's the hope. And see, what we want is the Lord is our owner. He delights in His flock. There's no greater reward, no deeper satisfaction than of Him seeing His, his sheep content, well-fed, safe, and flourishing. This is indeed His very life. He gives all He has to it. He literally lays, him out, lays Himself out for those that are His. In Psalm 68:19, it says, Blessed be the Lord who, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation, Selah. The New Living Translation, I love what it says. Psalm 68:19, and this is the New Living Translation version. Praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day He carries us in His arms, Selah. He carries you, like He's got you. He's the Good Shepherd. And he's like, he's continually bearing the burdens for you. In Psalm 121, verse 3, it says, He will not allow your foot to be moved, or he who, he who keeps you will not slumber. So he takes care of us. He's in control. We have to, we have to stop sticking our head outside the fence. Stop being a, a fence crawler, as he said, right? Stop being a half-Christian that wants both sides of the world. You can't have it that way. You're either his or you're not. You're either going to follow or you're not going to follow. You can't serve two masters. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And the word in the Greek actually leads as, as mammon. Mammon. So some translations will say money, but most translations will say mammon. Why mammon? Mammon is a false god. You're chasing the things of this world. And, and you, can't, you can't serve both. You're either for me or you're not. You know, the, the, we were always told by Pastor Joe very simply that, you know, you, you can't ride the fence because the devil owns the fence. And that's what happens is we, we spend too much time trying to serve two masters because of these wants that are not God's wants for you. You're wanting more money in the bank account. Or you're wanting to, to have the new position. Or you're wanting to, uh, you know, if I, if I have just this, this thing here, then I can get this other thing. And that's where your head is at. And none of those things are His will. That's why He's saying, who will you serve? Matthew chapter 19, verses 6 through 22, and says, And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter in life the commandments, and he said uh, to him, We shall, which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, All of these I have kept. What do I still lack? And Jesus said, If 
If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven or treasure in heaven and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. See what happens here is the young man is one prideful. I've kept all those. None of us have. Okay? None of us have. None of us can keep those. But at the same time, he couldn't let go of his possessions. What is it that you can't let go of? What is it that God is telling you this has to go and you are not willing to let it go? Because you still see that you have a need, you have a want of it. And God's saying, no, this has to go. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or his height of his stature, because I, I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. God knows. You're not sneaking anything by him. And he's like, I've been, man, a couple months now, I've been trying to tell you this thing over here has to go. And you keep hanging on to it. You keep sticking your head outside the fence. Before you know it, the fence is going to just fall over and you're going to end up in the other field. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 